Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. All right, so welcome to New Wealth Advisors Club. I am Melina Boswell. I'm talking to you live, which is so weird. Normally, I'm just talking to people uh, that are in the room with me. But in the room with me today, I have um, my cohorts. I got John Slater, so he can say hello. Hi. <laughs> Tim Wilkinson. Hello. Hello. Marianne Bunko. Hi, guys. Hello. David Boswell. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Solares. Hello. I'm just going round robin. Nobody knows where I'm going next. Mr. Christian Rios. Hey guys. Frank Luna. Hello, everybody. We finally got a haircut. Woo! Great. <laughs> and uh, today we have Mr. Amir Iliad. Hey, everybody. <laughs> So I don't know. Are we glitching a little bit? I don't know if it's my internet or <laughs> might be might be a mirror's. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, so I am Melina Boswell, um, founder and CEO of New Wealth Advisors Club, and so today we are podcasting uh, still in uh, quarantine. Um, and so you know, I have lots of words about quarantine, locked up, whatever, the great reset, the great realization, the great pause. Um, all the wonderful things that COVID um, has given to us. Uh, and ironically, I don't know, I didn't really share this with you guys, but I might have shared a little bit yesterday with my family about, uh, you know, all the, the wonderful things that COVID has given to us. And that I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go back to normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not ready to, uh, I actually believe that the great pause, the great realization has given us the best gift ever. And um, I still feel the need personally to um, to still be quiet and uh, to stay slow and to just, you know, uh, it was, I used the analogy uh, on Saturday, there was a planned protest uh, at Huntington Beach. And the protest was to, you know, demand the reopening and demand, you know, liberties and rights back and everything, which I, I think it's all great. Uh, but there was a, a planned storming of the beach and like as part of the reopening. And so it was really crazy because I, you know, I, I knew that that was going to happen. And I, I think everybody has every right to be able to do that. And so um, Huntington Beach Police Department came on their their horses, mounted mounted police on horses. And they came down on the beach and they just stood in a line and all the people, there was, I don't know how many people, several, several hundred, I know for sure, stormed the beach. They came from like Main Street and they just all ran down to the beach. And it was, a, a you know, a, an act of whatever, part of their um, rights to protest. And, you know, um, my best friend bought a beautiful picture of the horses. And it's interesting when I sent it to different people, what people's responses were like, oh, that's awful or, or that's horrible. And I was like, mm, I think it's a beautiful uh, picture to see because to me, well, cause here's what I know. They sat there and allowed people to just do what they needed to do. They didn't stop them. They didn't tell them you can't do it. So whether you are for reopening, not reopening, whatever, it doesn't really matter. The reality is that, um, it was a, a beautiful gist of America, you know, a picture of America. And while I celebrate their right to go out and, and demand to be, you know, reopened and demand everything coming back for me personally, 
um, I wouldn't, I didn't want to go run storm the beach with everybody. And I'm thankful I didn't have to, I'm thankful that they did, but I've had so much shift in my personal experience during the COVID um, lockup that I'm actually really enjoying the quietness of it and still remaining quiet and still listening and still slowing way down. And I'm on technology and on screens more than I've ever been on, but it's only mostly to communicate with people and then trying to get my body used to it is something and entirely different. So I'm sure a lot of us are experiencing that as well. Um, does anybody else, I think there was, I think I've gone through this wave, you know, like the wave, right? And it's like, I gotta get out. And now I'm like, hmm, maybe not so fast. Anybody else have that kind of experience? Or is it, are you guys more like, I don't give a crap, I gotta get out or, you know, just I'm, I'm more, um, like I'm a natural hermit. So yeah. I'm totally comfortable being home. And, like, <laughs> Frankly, if we never go back out, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a hermit. I, I like I like it. Yeah. 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 Anybody else? I think for me it's you know, we all enjoy the company of brighter and change the um, color. What? Go ahead, John. Sorry, I was just saying I I um for, for me I enjoy the company of others as well because you know, I, I look around the room and I feel like people have got some quiet space to work in and that's where I'm still struggling a little bit. So I know I can go to the office. There's nobody else there right now, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's, you know, it's great being in the office where you actually have people to talk to in the sense of, Hey, I've got a lead come across my desk. What does this look like? Hey, Melina, Oscar, do you have five minutes? Let's look over these numbers. And, you know, so I'm, I'm making do with what I've got but I'm shifting from bedroom to garage to garage to bedroom. And, you know, so at some stage I'm going to get, I'm close. I'm close to <laughs> breaking. I'm close to snapping and, you know, it's yeah. what it is, but I'm okay. I'm all right. Right. This second. I totally appreciate that. Totally appreciate that. It's so funny. Yeah. I was um, like the logistics of everything. Right. Um, like, constantly getting interrupted here at the house because I'm at home and, you know, I have uh, four, I have four kids basically living here. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. But at the same time, um, I've been taking advantage of the fact that they're around to help with stuff, which I, I hate, but I don't hate. I never was comfortable asking for people to help me with stuff that they seem to not know anything about. So uh, what are we like two are we two months is it eight weeks six weeks how many weeks have we been locked up <laughs> i i think it'll be eight weeks um okay. this weekend yeah it'll be eight weeks. yeah so i've gone through a whole thing of um trying to get away from them trying to get privacy in the backyard to where i'm okay sitting here and now they're they're in a routine of knowing like i don't know how many times someone's walked in here and ran out because they realized i was on a zoom call or recording a podcast or doing something and now they're kind of just on autopilot. They walk in, they know just to be quiet and they'll check to see what I'm doing to make sure they're not interrupting something. And I'm really, I've really gotten used to it. So I think I could do both because there's times when I do want to go to the office, um, just, you know, have to meet with somebody or do something that requires that, that we go to the office because I don't want them to come to my house. Yes. So yeah. I've, I've definitely learned to do things a lot differently, think a lot differently, think way more efficiently mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it isn't, efficient to just run off somewhere uh, but we're forced because of this to do zoom all the time and i'm realizing there's so many things that i could have been doing 
um, either on a conference call or over Zoom yeah. that I would always just drop, just drop and automatically, I'm gonna go do it. So I've definitely spent a lot of time um, in, those, in those times between appointments and stuff where I would be driving way more time, mm -hmm. um, reflecting, thinking, and more importantly, connecting with my, my business partner, my wife, mm -hmm. about those things that I'm thinking about. And uh, I normally would just, those things would be happening and I'd be going between appointments and then I'd let her know what the, the, the news is of what, what's happening. But now she's much more involved and she, you know, I feel a lot more um, connected here at the house with you guys. Cause I mean, what do we do? We, we have something that some topic we want to talk about. Next thing you know, we're on a zoom call in 30 minutes yeah. instead of trying to schedule something out next week and looking at Very the calendars. Exactly. So uh, I, I, I really love it. And I was so concerned right before we can the lockdown started. I was like, what is this going to do to my business? Yeah. What is it going to do to these real estate tra transactions that we're in the middle of? So I, I think it worked out way better than I could have imagined. Like I was just hoping to stay apart, but I think, um, I think it's actually done better than that. Um, yeah. as far as my men, my mental situation and, uh, being able to stay on top of things, I feel way, way more in control. And, and as far as seeing what's happening, like before, it feel like things, was ha things were happening to me, whether they're good or bad. I just feel a lot more um, at peace, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> all of us. I think it's great. I, I'm, I'm happy about it, which actually brings me to the topic that we wanted to talk about today, which was boot camp and how, you know, we had agreed uh, the beginning of the year, right, Oscar? That was our original plan. Was the beginning of the year to do boot camp? Uh, is that when we first planned it? It was. Yeah, we discussed it uh, at the end of nineteen and started sharing the idea with some of the accountability partners and coaches and all that to what they should start preparing themselves for, uh, and alluding to things but not giving them out too much, just because we didn't feel they were ready for it <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. So. So it's really crazy. So we had we had agreed we were going to do a, a a boot camp, a business boot camp, if you will, and we had some ideas. And it was really for our coaches, for our coaching staff, to get not staff. Let me take that back because they don't they're not employees. We'll call it the coaching team. Yes, yes, the coaching team, uh, and wanted to be able to better equip them. So. We thought, what better way to equip them than put them through a boot camp? Yep. And so uh, we started putting together the curriculum for it, and we're getting really excited. And we started it in February, right, Oscar? It was like the second or third week of February, so maybe yeah, the end of last week of February. Yep, yeah. And so it was. It's once a week, three hours, um, an evening, uh, a real like hardcore intense boot camp. And I know. The first day of boot camp, you know, when everybody showed up, everybody was completely shocked because <laughs> we really treated it like it was boot camp for real, for real, for real. And um, and maybe Amir, I'd love to hear from Amir. So, you know, the, all of us were sort of involved in the creation of the boot camp. And then um, Amir, who is um, one of our coaches, has been a, uh, a student. We're all doing the boot camp, but, but Amir came in without having any of the knowledge about the preparation and the creation of the boot camp and what that looked like. And so we're going to hear from his perspective, but it's been interesting in terms of the shift that we've had to make with COVID because it was supposed to be every Friday night, 7 to 10 PM or 6 30 to 9 30 PM 
every Friday night, no matter what, and at the office. And so then COVID hit, like, the, was it the second or the third week in? And mm. so we were like, holy crap. Yeah, the third week, yeah, third weekend. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's actually what we've learned from, which we were like, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to, is it going to have the same power? Is it going to have the same impact? And I think uh, it has, it's been wonderful. And it turns out, I think Frank is right. All the things that we think we can't do via Zoom, we are perfectly capable of doing and not only doing, but doing well. And so I think that there is a, a good mesh, maybe to John's point in this conversation, which was there needs to be a, a mix. Like I, I need to be able to get to the office because there is something beautiful about being able to be together and to share energy, right? But you can also get a lot more done when you aren't having to drive. And, you know, so I think going forward, there's going to be a mix of person and then virtual, right? So um, I think starting maybe with, I'd love to hear, Amir, I've never asked you this. We've never talked about it. Uh, I know I'm just going to put you on the spot. You don't care. Um, so maybe you do care. It doesn't matter. None of us care how uncomfortable you are. Um, and in fact, Amir, <laughs> when he was going to be on here, like, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, should I say a couple of minutes ago, but yeah, yeah. who counts? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we just decided let's have Amir um, share so we can talk about the creation and what our intention was of the boot camp and then get some feedback uh, from, from Amir and what his experience has been in participating in the boot camp. So, uh, and we can, Oscar, I'll let you ask some other questions, but I would love to hear, like, from Amir, what, uh, how it was for you day one. Like, you know, you knew you were coming, you enrolled in it, like, you, you chose it, obviously, you weren't forced into it. You, you and you signed up for it, uh, and then we came in. What like what what did you expect? And then how was like the first night? Like what happened for you? If you wouldn't mind sharing with us how that how that landed for you? Yeah. <laughs> wow, the first night feels so long ago. Right. Like it's crazy because I'm trying to think like what what came up for me that night what how did i feel like what did i what was my expectations yeah here we are completely like who would have you know it's just completely different but the way you know the first night was personally me i was pumped i was really excited uh, you know because there is, I felt there will be opportunity there to really get not only like close with each other, which I feel we missed or I missed mm -hmm. each other. I mean, the coaching team, right? Oh, coaching yeah. accountability team. I feel personally, me, I missed it. Like, um, we're always kind of in our same groups and that shuffling. Yeah, you're like clicky, you mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're coming to the office, you're, you know, with your friends, which is fine, it's all good, it's natural, but like, I was, I was looking forward to that, I was looking forward to, because I know when you put into, like, when you're forced into, like, you know, one group, and I knew they're going to be activities and stuff like that, I knew, like, new relationships going to come out of it, and, you know, I was, I was just excited to, to, like, to experience something that was similar to, I hear stories on how Dave used to do that, mm -hmm. right? I keep, I never experienced that. Like, and I know I kept hearing stories on how 
the mentorship or or not the mentorship that the, the boot camp with Dave, right? There was a, a thing there like had such a huge impact. So I didn't know exactly what how it's how it's gonna look like, what it's gonna be, but it was intense that first night for sure. <laughs> it was intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay. So, yeah. were you surprised? No, not at all. Because I know you guys. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> well, like I know what's. I know. I like. I just knew it's gonna be intense because it needs to be intense. Because it needs to be intense. Yeah. You know, maybe at the beginning more than than you know down the road. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, accountability, like urgency right Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know what other word to use but like like hunger like you need those things to eventually have or or achieve what you want to achieve like hit your like develop your own business that was to me the 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 point right like we eventually we're business, business owners and it's tough yeah, you know, I think that's the that's the big thing. When we initially were talking about the boot camp, it was for the coaches and to help them with accountability. Um, and how do they hold their students accountable, right? They sign up to be an accountability coach. And we all know that if you want to hold somebody else accountable, it starts with you, right? It's always that way. And that was our original thought. And then as we got into this thing, um, we, we started realizing that well, what were some of the, the great realizations? Who wants to, Oscar, you want to talk about that, about some of the realizations we had about just our, our students in general and, and what we learned maybe? Yeah, yeah. So uh, a few things st- stand out for me. So one, definitely accountability was, was a huge thing because um, we had all these, like you said, we had this agenda, if you will, of what we're going to cover. We presented that to them. We let them know. But every week I think they were confused a little bit because we were adapting as we went along. And we still held to the agenda, but we adjusted in the sense of we started to get, because they have homework, right? And we started to get feedback and reading their homework and understanding where they're at and and positioning. And questions came from their homework that started to kind of spark some lights for us that, oh, you know, we need to shift here. And maybe we now need to talk more about um, really doing a self-analysis versus just looking at an organization right? and look at, you know, some... uh, Look at you yourself in the mirror, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, and then it shifted to, oh, wait, um, you know, because John and I talked about this. They really need to understand what it looks like to really coach somebody, right? Because they, they have to now position themselves from a different perspective. It's no longer because you, you build your accountability in them and them being the, the their coaches and, and APs. But they then now have to be able to transfer that over to someone else. Uh, so we, we shifted things a little bit and inside we broke them up into teams right, to Amir's point of, you know, I'm, I'm, and when, how we did that, um, it was interesting, right? So I, I came into the office, office with a list and I met with everybody and said, all right, guys, so we're going to break them up into teams. And here are the people that are not going to be together. Now we need to put other people in their teams. <clears throat> uh, and, and then we ended up <laughs> with very interesting teams. Uh and we were able to do that a lot. A lot of that came about because, you know, Amir said, we, I know you guys. So I wasn't surprised. Well, we know you guys too. 
and we need to be able to separate you and because we need everybody to be stretched. And so we have some teams where the dynamics are like, oh my gosh, right? Like there's a, there's a team that I probably wouldn't be thrilled to be in just because of the characters that are in there, but it's the best thing for them, right, as well. So, so we made adjustments like that of, of massaging things around. Um, and then it was really, really crystal clear that as much as it was about coaching and accountability, uh, and Amir touched on this, it's, man, this is about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. This is about really understanding that even though they're accountability partners and coaches, they're running their own individual businesses. And they have to take that perspective of what is it really like to be an entrepreneur? What does it really mean to be an entrepreneur? And how, how do I become successful in that? So that shifted our dynamics quite a bit. Um, so I'll add to this conversation too. I know, I think initially when, when we started, uh, the APs, our, our, our coaches were thinking it was us like going to punish them or tell them what to do. And the truth was, you know, it's, it's really all about them. And it's about perfecting their craft. And I know Amir and Oscar, you know, were were hitting on it. During the section that I was teaching, it it really was entrepreneurship and and thinking about, you know, like some of the athletes too, like the Kobe Bryant, the Tiger Woods, like what people don't see is all the sacrifice, everything that they had to put in and how they were accountable to themselves and how they also kept their peers, their, you know, fellow, let's call it business partners or former, uh, or, you know, uh, athletes, you know, peers, they held them accountable too. And they had such high standards that they wanted them to perform at that level too. So I know something we say, uh, and I wrote it down, accountability, everyone, everyone needs it, but, but do people actually want it? You know, everyone always says like, oh yeah, I want it until like, you actually have to do what you say you're going to do. So I, I think too, like, um, you know, people getting into this business, you know, if you hire a real estate coach, if you hire uh, a, like a gym coach or, uh, you know, you, you get a gym partner, all you're asking for is accountability. And you're asking for that because you're actually looking to, uh, you're actually looking to get better. So I, uh, I agree with what you guys are saying. So good. So true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really need, do you really need a fitness coach? We That's all know what to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what to do. <laughs> Why do we do that? Oh, because we need accountability. Mm-hmm. That is exactly right. And we don't want accountability when, well, you, this is how you find out the truth about yourself. And here's the thing, this, this accountability boot camp for me has gotten very clear. Like I see the value in it. I really, you know, we decided we're going to turn the heat up and it's not for everybody. Right. And the idea is, Hey, if people aren't serious, we want them to quit. Like that's the goal. Like if you're not up to this, you should quit not because we don't want people to succeed, but because we want them to get what it really takes to run a business. And you do have to be accountable. And most people don't have the, you know, the. Yeah. And and for us, sorry, Tim. Uh, And for for us, we want to be around like the cream of the crop, right? It's like the saying goes, we're only as strong as our weakest link. So I want to be around doers. I want to be around high performers because that's the only way we can we can all get better and if people quit we still love them you know totally. i'm gonna give them a hug but hey this isn't this isn't you know this isn't for you and maybe it's just not their time right we we agreed with that and i you know 
it's so funny because in the last, you know, I came out really strong in the, the beginning of the boot camp and, you know, knocked everybody around. And then I've, you know, it's been going through, going through, it's been, you know, and then I'm, um, so then last week I came in really strong and I just was like, Hey, if you can't hang, be okay with that. If you can't hang, like that's, that's all right. Right now, just get honest, like stop spending your time, stop spinning your wheels, stop trying to be something you're actually not ready for. You can't, you can't, um, white knuckle it. You can't fake it because you're, you're being seen and either people, and this is when accountability gets really, really real is when you say you want accountability, then it's given to you. And then what do you do with it? Right. What do you do with it? Do you, do you receive it and step back and go, wow, I really need to look at myself or do you fight against it? Do you decide to become a victim? Do you decide to be like, woe is me? Do you get angry? Do you get, um, you know, what, what are your triggers? And this is all stuff that triggers people. And you know, it's a great opportunity for you to be able to see yourself and recognize um, who you are and what your strengths and what your weaknesses are and what the opportunities are for you to be able to grow and to become a better business owner. It is a funny thing that people always say, I want to be an entrepreneur. No, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. What you want is, what, what people want, I think, in entrepreneurship is they want um, they want freedom. They want to be able to do what Oh, yeah. what's that? You want to wake up in their PJs at 9 a.m., walk to the mailbox, pick up a check, and live the good life. <laughs> right. And what entrepreneur does that? Well, successful entrepreneur. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. It's like maybe you do all that, but you're still living on your mama's couch. So I got... we talked about before was wantrepreneur. Wantrepreneur. Right? So Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. Yeah, you know the, oh, go ahead, John. Go. Oh, I was going to say something you said in that, you know, that, that thing, Melina, was strengths and weaknesses. And I think, you know, people don't always want to look at what their strengths and weaknesses are. It's, it's more of a, you know, like you say, white knuckle, ride it through, you know, fake it till I make it kind of thing. But it's, mm. it's so completely okay to find your weaknesses. Because we're not all strong in, in every point. No. You know, and, you know, the idea of like, like coaching, for instance, coaching is a skill set. Yes. And there's parts of coaching that you can, you can master very easily. You know, you know the information, you know, you know, real estate, you know everything about real estate. You can answer every question about real estate. But it doesn't mean, say, you can answer it in the right coaching style for that particular person that you're going to work with. You know, so identifying strengths and weaknesses is, is huge. And, you know, as we've seen, we've seen a lot of, you know, great people step up and say, you know, this is not my strength. And that's okay because now we can work with them, coach them through it to get them to where they want to be. So it's a level of accountability, you know, which is huge, but, you know, being comfortable in that mindset to say, hey, I'm okay being broken down right now. I'm okay being told this is my area that I need to work on. Because otherwise, how do you get better? And, you know, when I think back to, you know, different training where you don't want to be in front of everybody. 
You don't want to be the one on stage that's presenting. You don't want to be the one that's doing a coaching session because now all eyes are on you. And it's way more awkward now, even though you know it, you know? So it could even just be down to, I want to say stage presence, but like stage presence. Yeah. Being able to hold a conversation and not be flustered and phased by a click of a button or a move of a mouse or something that, you know, is part of the presentation. So, yeah. Well, John, you touched on something there that, um, Coaching is, is different than teaching, right? Teaching, you, you, you walk them through a task, you give them information, and that's pretty much it. And, and I think some folks get that really confused, that because they're able to show them how to work through property radar or whatever other system, right? Uh, oh, I'm coaching them. No, coaching is the ability to actually understand the individual you're having that conversation with and identify their strengths and weaknesses through conversation, and then give them the tools to equip them to work with their strengths and weaknesses, right? So I love that that you brought that up because that's one of the things that, um, Amir, I'll go to you for this. So, because what we did is we assigned, um, we had the teams choose leads. So Amir is one of the team leads and, and we've spent some time together with the team leads and all that. And so from your perspective, what what have you learned on the coaching side of things. <clears throat> so it's interesting because the way when John was saying it, I, I really, it landed for me as well. And you, when you kind of like went there, it, the way I took it is to how I am interacting with students. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and it really just like, it really, it really hit me right now. I, I've done a whole a whole lot of teaching, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, wait, did you just learn you're a teacher and not a coach? Not a coacher? Oh man, <laughs> coaching is um, yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole different level of emotional intelligence. I mean, mm. ah. but as far as just for the boot camp, you know what I've learned from you know the, you know from the coaching perspective is again it's just my kind of like I'm, it's so narrow in my view I just saw that there are there are a lot of people that are absolutely can step into that role can step into that role and I and at the same breath some people just pro probably it's not the right it's just maybe not the right time but I saw just, you know, in our groups, in, 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 the, in other small groups, when we interact as a, as, a, as, a, as a big group, I think there are, there are a lot of people that can actually step into that role. And it, but it's also, you know, it provoked another thought for me where, Oscar, you, you kind of, when you started going into like the bootcamp stages, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I've like, we've been through two stages. Like I'm sitting here now and I'm like, we're talking about entrepreneurship and that's really what, because that's where I'm at right now. We are kind of, but it wasn't like that, like throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like there is, we, you know, our, our, our club is, is, is unique. Very right. And yes. there is, at the beginning of the boot camp, there was a whole lot of how do we balance 
between our responsibility as a coach. When we are coaching students, we are with NWC hat. And that is a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. That is just a big responsibility. So how do we balance that you know, responsibility with building our own businesses? Now, clearly, it goes together. But sometimes it's hard, it's hard, you know, it's hard to see it. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of maybe fun. not for everybody. And I guess that's really right. that's that's really I think the it's so fun that you know we're and we're being really, really open and transparent here because we're sharing our process with our listeners about what does it look like to create something. In the beginning, our our goal was to coach the coaches, right? Equip the coaches. That was the original goal. And what we realized, you know, quickly in is, uh, so we started on the assumption that we're working with entrepreneurs and that people that are strong entrepreneurs and want to take their business to the next level to create leverage through coaching. And that's the, that is the opportunity and the possibility that is available through the club. So what we, what we realized early in is that people aren't even equipped as entrepreneurs yet, actually. So it's like, oh, we had to step back a little bit and go, we must first actually equip them. It was the wrong assumption, like our our initial, I guess, hypothesis that, right, we were working with entrepreneurs in the beginning was off. So we had to stop with that and we had to start with a new hypothesis, which was, oh, we have to teach them how to be entrepreneurs. And then realized that is very valuable, and that there isn't really anything out there. Like I've, I know that they have an entrepreneurship program at a, at a university, which is like a joke to me. How are you going to learn about entrepreneurship in university? I don't know. I don't think that's even very realistic. So, so then we, we were able to, thank you, COVID, stop, pause, and back up a little bit and go, okay, so we really got to teach them the rules of entrepreneurship. And what is the foundation of entrepreneurship? And now we've come to a place where we've recognized this is very valuable and not only entrepreneur, but a leader. So entrepreneurial leadership is really what it is that we've created. And now there's going to be an add on to entrepreneurial leadership, which is you get, you could, you get to uh, train to be an accountability partner and a coach with NWAC. It's like another Avenue that's going to be available for people, but maybe not. Maybe people need to, maybe the reason people have failed in other businesses that they've been passionate about is because they don't understand the rules and the laws surrounding the real rules, laws, accountability, surrounding entrepreneurship and leadership. And that's really what we've been able to create. Isn't that miraculous? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, that's the biggest shift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I'm clear now that based on where we are right now with the curriculum that's been developed through the process and the added curriculum yeah. is... Um, that anyone that goes through it is going to be better equipped to take their own life on. Oh, entirely. Right? Because it's, uh, it's easy to think, oh, entrepreneurship is business. Entrepreneurship is life. Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not, it's not a job. You know, if you want a job, go to get a job. That's easy. Right? Go do that. That's, you know, they give you your list of tasks and you punch your clock in and you do your thing and life is great. But if you want to really have success in life, in all areas of your life, then you really need to develop the skill sets of an entrepreneur. And it takes time. And it takes people being willing to pour into you through that process, right? Because 
I don't know. For, for me, the time that I've spent with the club, um, I bought into the club. I bought curriculum. I did all those things, right? So I, I, I did everything that you can possibly do inside the club. And to me, it's like, man, I didn't spend any money. No, I mean, I spent money, but the return that I got on that investment, it's, it's damn near infinite. You know, the only difference between that and infinite return is that I would spend no money, right? And I would have an infinite return, but... But yeah, it's it's uh, the growth, the the ability to develop the skills that are necessary to to get through things. That, that's the that's the cool part about all this. So, what do you got, yeah, Tim? Yeah. yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, and Amir said some things. Everybody said a bunch of stuff, and it it one of the things Amir said is he talked about um, you know stories about the previous boot camps with Dave and things like that, and. It makes me think back. And to me, though, that boot camp was when I went through the boot camp with Dave, and, and this is quickly becoming that, I think, in the club, it was the missing link. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was the thing that when, when I got involved here, my first thing was, okay, I'm going to learn all this stuff about real estate. So come to class, learn all this stuff, learn foreclosure, learn, you know, creative acquisitions, learn all this stuff, learn bankruptcy. And then I realized quickly that I needed the next step for me personally was I need to learn how to actually talk to a homeowner. So that was step two was the personal skills of talking to a homeowner. Once I got that down, I realized, okay, I closed a couple of deals, but I don't know, like I'm not running a business, you know, and I going through the boot camp is that business, that last step, which for me was the last step, which was understanding the entrepreneurial mindset. I got the real estate, I got the homeowners. Now I know I need to know how to run a business. And um, for me, it was absolutely the missing piece in taking, you know, closing a deal here or there into creating leverage and uh, learning how to work with uh, people that I, you know, um, not necessarily working with homeowners so much, but more working with students that I was, you know, helping and creating leverage and just building a business, you know, and for me, it was the missing thing. It was absolutely the missing thing. And I, I'm glad that we're in that realm now of creating that missing thing for other people because it, it became clear during this process that it was missing. You know, we got, we, yeah. we skipped that in our, in our hypotheses, if you will. And we were talking to people about how to do it, how to coach. And we realized, oh no, we, we, we even skipped that piece, you know, and now we need to teach people how to be entrepreneurs. You know, and then also I look at it from from a club perspective. I think it's important that we note that you know when we turn the pressure up and we're like, you know, if you, if, you know, not that we want people to not succeed, but if if this isn't for you, then quit. You know, because I, personally, I want the coaches inside the organization when a when a student comes to them and, and whines about, oh, this I didn't do or not because of X, or I didn't do this because of that. I want the coach to be able to remember this process and be able to say you ain't like you got no excuses get your ass to work like I want the coach to be able to stand in their own integrity and be able to say look you don't know what I did to get here and you have to stand up to do it and we want our coaches to be those people we want students to know that if they're if they're working with a coach at New Wealth that they're working with somebody who did who who pulled out all the stops and did everything it took and didn't let little things get in their way. So that way they can get some coaching from like real leaders. Yeah. 
That's great. Love that. Yeah, Marianne, go for it. So being, you know, we're, we're kind of newbie, um, even though we've been with the club since 2013. I came into this boot camp with two, two lenses. Um, as a student of the boot camp, never done it, and as a newbie with the leadership team. Because <laughs> I went, when like, you know, whenever I meet with the lead, with Amir folks, which is really fantastic, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going in there as a, as a team lead or as a, you know, so I was like teeter-tottering between the two. But it was such an amazing um, discovery for myself because, you know, I've, I've been in management for so many years so you go in there like yeah I know what this thing is I get it you know and <laughs> bullshit right because now you're going from a W2 to an entrepreneurship mindset and it's like a whole different world for it's those of you who think it's, it's it is it's bullshit it's like oh my god you go back to kindergarten in entrepreneurship yeah. right even though you're even though you're up here with you know senior operations you know direct operation for 20 plus years and now going in there and you think you're in, you, you know, in Hawaii, we call it high maka maka, right? Which is like, you got like this up your nose thinking, I know everything, blah, blah, blah. Oh boy, the first two weeks is like, knock you down. Right in here, it's like, what the frick? <laughs> right, what the frick? And so it was a very humbling experience, let me tell you. Very humbling experience because I was like, you know, Joel and I would constantly be like, no, it's like this. No, it's like that. And, you know, he's inside, you know, you know, there's whole dance between arts and science. I'm like, I'm all about art. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I always coin myself as rebel without a cause. And, you know, and you're like, you're like, get over your shit. Right. And then, and then I realized too, accountability partner shit. You, you cannot, you, how can you be accountable to someone when you're not even accountable for yourself? <laughs> I can't, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And so, oh boy, it was like, oh, here's another VH. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's very, um, the whole thing was, uh, and we're not even done, and I'm so excited about it, but it is for me, if I have to take one thing out of it, it's a humbling experience of what it means to truly be an entrepreneur. And it's an ongoing journey, right? You know, Joe is like to say the whole landmark, right? You climb a mountain with no top. Mm. so it's like but yeah I appreciate it it's just uh, you know for those of you out there listening who you think you got it all do this boot camp it'll freaking put you in your place let me tell you you'll be like so humble the first day right Amir it's like it's crazy but it's great awesome thank you Marianne I yeah. appreciate that really really appreciate that yeah stuff Good stuff. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking about um, when we first started the club, right? Because you guys, I've known you guys, you've always been in business, right? You've always been business owners. So yeah. the conversation for me trying to start my own business and work with you guys, like I saw you guys as entrepreneurs. You were opening up this office. Mm -hmm. You were doing something that I've never seen anybody do before anywhere. Mm -hmm. And all I was trying to do is flip a house, trying to learn how to flip a house. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. even thinking about being a leader, about being a coach, you know, thinking about paying the bills. And in that process of trying to learn how to be a business person, you know, I was definitely getting a lot of input from Dave, you know, on the tax side, on all these other things that had to do with just being a business owner, right? Um, and then seeing what you guys are doing, I, 
how many years have you been in business? Like, was it over 15 years at that point or how, it seemed like a long time. At least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I think I'm 30 years. So when you guys were already business owners and now you were branching out to do something that I had never seen before. So for me, like that was like the definition of an entrepreneur. When you look at all the different people out there that start off in some business that is established and then you take your creativity and make something that's never been done before or is innovative and apply it to the principle of real estate and coaching. So that's what I saw you guys doing. I was, you know, I was just kind of following your footsteps as far as being a responsible business owner. And, you know, now it's, you know, what, we're 2020 now. I've been watching you and observing you and all the things that you've been implementing at the club. And for me, it's groundbreaking things that people don't do. And it seems like the industry, however, has been following suit, but they haven't been able to duplicate what we've done because of the 10 years of us working together and all the struggle and pain. And, you know, I, I know that I couldn't have been keeping the business conversation going without that future um, thing of looking like, you know, I'm, I'm becoming a leader. I'm starting to copy what they're doing. So they kind of happened for me simultaneously. And I don't still, I still don't consider myself an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner now. I, I'm, you know, got that going finally. And I know being a business owner, having a family and keeping that all balanced, you know, with kids in elementary and junior high, I got the last two in high school now. I feel like after they graduate, I feel like I'll be able to be doing, do so much more, but I'm excited seeing what's happening here. And I, I know I'm usually kind of quiet about everything. I'm usually observing and absorbing and thinking about what does this mean? Where do I fit in? What, you know, I'm all, and I'm definitely praying. I, I, I definitely pray about things like what's going to happen. So with that, I'm just, I'm excited to watch what's, what's taking place. Cause I know nobody else does what we do. I know we've broke ground. And I know we've um, set the precedent and set the bar high. And I'm, I'm just proud of everybody that I'm, I've got to be blessed to work with. Awesome, Frank. That's so insightful and so like authentic and so like wonderful. Thank you. And I, I feel, um, I feel, I feel very um, honored. So thank you for saying that. I really do. You really, huh. it's like, wow, really? Are you talking about me? <laughs> I'm still shocked. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, well, I guess we're probably up to our time now, huh? I don't know how much time we are, but we're good. So um, I think we'll continue this conversation, you know, uh, about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial leadership and boot camp and what that looks like. Uh, and Amir, I you know, we'd love to have you come back and have you share what your experience was and maybe some takeaways um, that you've received you know, from the, uh, from the boot camp, we'd love to hear that. And we're just going to continue to have the conversation and, and continue to evolve it. So if you're just tuning in and listening, um, there will be an opportunity for you to sign up for the boot camp. So if some of this is like, you're like, man, I want to totally get in that uh, and see what you're made of, the opportunity will absolutely be made available to you at some point once we get the, uh, we've got the curriculum. So now it's just a matter of rolling it out and getting the, all of the details lined up. So hopefully you feel inspired and excited and um, to, to join the boot camp. So for now, 
Uh, I hope everybody out there um, enjoys the great pause. I'm not going to say stay safe. I'm going to say, obviously, you need to stay safe. But, uh, you know, in, enjoy the great pause and uh, live in the great pause because I believe that's where we are. And I believe on the other side is the great realization. So that's going to be my mantra from now on. So until then, um, we are NWAC and we are flipping out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.